Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and today's podcast is something we've never done before. We are talking about body positivity and the whole movement, how wonderful we think it is. And we think that having a great outlook on your body reflects to how you feel as a redhead. You know, we already stand out as it is walking in a store, walking anywhere, we stand out. So you should feel positive and feel great about yourself. And that's what this podcast is meant to do today. And we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Grace Todd. And you might know her from TikTok. We found her last year. She was part of our Finally Have Brows Pencil. When we came out with our Ultra Fine Pencil, Grace was part of our campaign. And if you follow her, she is amazing. She's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. And she just is so beautiful and so positive. And of course, she's a natural redhead. And she is like when she comes up on my FYP page on TikTok, I'm so excited to see her page. Yeah, like I love she, her videos. Uh, yeah, I just I love her videos. And I, yeah, I, I can't say enough. And Steph, when we had her part of the campaign, we loved her. And mm-hmm. she's, she's going to be so fun to talk to. And especially too, I think in this generation and time that we are in our world with social media. There's so many videos, people that you may be following that can really bring you down, really, if you really Mm, think about it and make you compare yourself, make you want to buy something, make you want to look a certain way. And it's just really great when you stumble upon someone on TikTok or Instagram who really is just positive and makes you feel your best and just makes you love your your body, who you are inside and out. And that's why we wanted to have Grace on because she exudes all of that on her two pages. Her handle is Graceful Body Positivity. So we will make sure to put that in the podcast notes if you want to follow her because we definitely suggest that you do. I think that it's something to really reflect on the pages and the people that you do follow and to ask yourself, is this person, Mm -hmm. is this account make me feel good about myself? Just like with anything, is this show making me feel good about myself? Is this person, you know, you can get so into it. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's something that is really important to consider, especially in this time of time with mental health. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's an honor to have her on. We're excited to talk to her. Yeah. And usually, you know, Stephanie and I have so much going on with Finally Glossy launching last week. We just have a ton going on. But we are going to keep that for the end of this episode. And we want to get right into it because we want you to feel so great. And I think that she's going to be the joy in your life today. So let's call her up. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Grace. It's Stephanie and Adrian from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm having uh, the best morning. I have been out of school for about a month and I'm enjoying the summer already. 
That's so wonderful. We're so excited to have you on our podcast and we want to get right into it. Um, a question we ask all of our redheads, what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? Um, so I come from a big clan of redheads. My mom is a redhead. I have a brother that's a redhead. So, mm. um, you know, I, of course I was picked on a little bit in school, but nothing too bad. Um, but so often in my childhood, people would come up to me, um, especially because I live in the South, um, and would just compliment my hair or like my complexion and, um, it was always really surprising to me at first because I was like, well, I live in a household full of redheads, so I'm not really, not really worried about that at all. Um, but it was, it was very different. It was very different experience for me as opposed to other people. Like as an adult now, I'll go out and um, maybe I'll go on a date or go out with friends and people will still approach me as a redhead because it's mm. something that is unique. And I live in Texas, so it's, primarily um, like white and Hispanic populations. And so um, as a baby, this is just a fun little side note. Yeah, I love it. As a it. baby, um, I was actually born in Brownsville, Texas, which is like right on the border. And because it's a border town, it has a very high um, Hispanic population. And so as a baby, um, my mom would often get scared because in the stores people would approach me and try to touch my head oh um, my gosh <laughs> because there's a there's a whole tradition behind if you see something beautiful um or different you want to touch the child that, that you admire's head um mm. so to ward off the evil eye oh wow oh, oh wow, wow. So, they, so, so you got a lot of that <laughs> you got I a got lot, a lot of, of that. that I got a lot of that when I was like just barely born um, but then we moved up a little farther north, um, and there's a lot less traditional okay. kind of beliefs like that in the north. Um, but it was it was super interesting, and my mom at first was kind of like, "What's going on?" Because her first child, I'm the second child, her first child, my older brother, he's not a redhead. Okay, so that only happened with me. And, um, she got used to it after a while, but yeah, yeah, no, I think our mom too always told us that when people would see us, like they, at a young age, like two, four years old, they just assumed that my mom dyed our hair because our hair really? was, is so vibrant and red. And mm. yeah, they just assumed they would ask my mom, like, how do you have time to dye their hair? And she used to think that's insane that you think that I have time. That's crazy. <laughs> to, to, to or, would e or would even dye a child's hair. I mean, I, I started getting yeah. highlights at, in fourth grade, but which was way too young, I think. But yeah, when you see like a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, you think that the parents actually die. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my, that's crazy. That's crazy. And of course today, like as an adult, I'll have people, especially like an older generation approach me and say like, oh, I love your hair. It's so beautiful. And then there's always the never dye it. Right. Never, never, ever dye your hair. Yeah. yeah. Would right. you, would you ever dye your hair? I've thought about it. Um, but I've used those, you know, those face filters where they'll mm -hmm. like put a different hair color mm -hmm, on you. Mm -hmm, and every yeah. time I'm like, Oh no, 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 this is not going to work out for me. <laughs> yeah. No, same, yeah. same. I feel, I feel the same. It's part of my identity. Do you forget that you're a redhead? Like sometimes I forget that I am and I like look in the oh, mirror yeah. and I just forget about it until someone mentions it. And then I'm like, Oh Yeah. Even though no, we, I totally we run forget. A, even though we run a company for redheads. <laughs> Especially in dating, a lot of men will compliment me and be like, oh my gosh, I love redheads or, oh, you know, all oh that kind of stuff. <laughs> so there's like a balance between, oh, this is kind of annoying or, oh, this is really flattering. 
It right. just depends on how they phrase it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly it. And, and how they go about it. I to- Yeah, totally agree with that. And mm-hmm. as someone who is passionate about body positivity, first off, we love your Instagram page and your TikTok page. Love everything that you your messages on your videos and your posts. Um, what advice do you have for listeners who may be struggling with self-acceptance and they're listening right now and they're just having a really hard time maybe finding their own true confidence? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much. I, um, I love posting on social media and I love mostly like I started out very innocently posting my recovery from an eating disorder Okay, And um, I posted it as kind of a video diary to share with other people and myself things that are true. Mm. And I still try to do that. So whenever I catch myself being insecure or feeling different ways, because that still happens to me, even though I've been posting about body positivity for about two, three years. Um, But that doesn't that doesn't make me immune from feeling insecure. Um, All that to say, it reminds me of what is true and also can be a message to other people to encourage them that, um, you know, what I would give as advice is society tells us that we are supposed to look one certain way, Mm -hmm. but first of all, it's not realistic for everyone. No. Um, Yeah. And not, not even just metabolically speaking, but there's so many different factors that factor into people's bodies And if you look at societal standards, they change so much. Um, I recently had an interview with someone where we were talking about um, the, I post some some like, um, like soft profile, kind of like borderline double chin acceptance and normalization. Mm -hmm. And um, we're just talking about how in this era of Ozempic, it's so difficult to kind of push this body positivity that not a lot of people want to accept. Um, But that used to be a beauty standard during like the pre-Raphaelite paintings. If you look at um, a lot of those older paintings that have like women with softer jawlines or fuller Mm -hmm. figures. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it just shows you that society is so fickle and society and the media will always try to influence you negatively towards your, physical appearance if you don't fit into their prescribed um, standards. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. The the Ozempic thing, I just wanted to say, I feel like it's getting way out of hand. I mean, I can't believe some people I see and I mean, if they're happy and and they're feeling great, great. But I just think so many people must be under pressure. Like I heard that you can't even get it. It's like so hard to even get it because it's so many people want it. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for people who feel pressured to have to be thin. So now they're taking a drug that is not even made for weight loss. I mean, it's like, it's really made for diabetes, right? So right. it's insane yeah. that, you know, people who actually really do need it are, yeah, I just feel like it's a crazy, crazy time and in, in culture. And I do think that social media does add like, a fire to the whole situation. Because even though you are so positive on social media, and you know, making such a wave of positivity, which is so mm-hmm. needed. There are so many people who are comparing themselves constantly to celebrities or whoever else. And I think it's horrible for mental health. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I definitely agree. Um, I think, I mean, for me, I grew up um, kind of honestly in a family where my mom was really thin 
and my dad was pretty obese. And um, it was not only that was a little bit difficult for me to kind of register of like, okay, well, where do I fit in with my body? Um, But also just growing up in the early 2000s Mm. and the mid 2010s and all that, um, where thin was the beauty standard and where, um, you know, the fat girl is always made the butt of the joke. Mm. Um, It was just very difficult for me to kind of reckon my body and my frame with what everyone was telling me that I'm supposed to look like. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I think the, the first step to um, understanding body positivity and really gaining an acceptance of it is even though you may not be happy with how you look, um, which could be due to so many different things, like it could be due to just like how you've been conditioned by society to view your body. um, You know, it doesn't make you unlovable. Mm. Nothing about your body is adds worth to your life. Mm. Um, Like you're not, there's a French word, which I'm, I'm so terrible about like always bringing in linguistics to everything, but (laughs) no, um, love it. Love it. Okay. Good, good, good. There's something called, um, there's a verb that's like valoriser, like to make something worth more valoriser. And so, um, whenever you have like a different body frame than what you used to have, like for me, I used to be very thin. Um, but then I had a baby and went through some trauma and Mm -hmm. I take medications that make me gain weight, honestly. And my lifestyle hasn't changed, but my body has changed. It, um, it doesn't detract from my worth as a, as a human being, as a person. Um, so it doesn't like devaloriser. It doesn't take away worth from who I am, which is more important than like what I look like. Right. I was going to say, talking about your parents too, how, d- did they influence you to be so positive about your body? Definitely not. Definitely. Definitely okay. Not. So this no, is your okay. own journey. This is, that's even more yes. impressive. Wow. Um, it, how I, well, the advice that I would give and how I basically came about to being as body positive as I am, um, was through, reading good books that promote health at every size, which is an important movement. I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but it's this idea that you can pursue health no matter what size you're at and that health looks different on everyone. Right. I love that you said that because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And so many people, I mean, I get hate comments all the time, especially on Instagram. Instagram is even worse for hate comments than TikTok. But wow, both that's surprising to me because I feel like TikTok. I see more hateful comments like on our platform whenever we right, Adrian. I feel you like know, you know. I think it's no, interesting. I, yeah, I think Instagram. You see people commenting on others way more. I think the way that it's structured, how you can reply to comments, right, and right. that that yeah. creates it. I think too, what I've learned from TikTok though, is it's a younger generation. So Stephanie and I were born in the late eighties. So we're like in our mid thirties and I feel like the, it's a generation before us, right? Grace, like your, your generation is much more accepting than our generation. And I think it's only getting more and more accepting. Luckily, that's what I, and I'm, I'm trying to always be positive, but I think yeah. it's always getting more and more accepting. Thank God. Like I just think about all of the groups of people who I'm hoping in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, 
why did anyone care that people are Mm -hmm. transitioning, whatever it is, you know, it's just insane right now that people are having such an uproar over this who are in the older generations. Right. But I think TikTok is that newer generation. And sometimes I, I do see like people who are um, even their body positivity, but they're also like maybe showing their face full of acne with like no makeup on. Stephanie, we we were even saying we find that to be amazing, you know, yeah, like few right. influencers. Mm-hmm. And so I anyway, Grace, I think that's what Stephanie and I mean, too, is like, it's such a different platform in terms of like how you comment. But I do think TikTok right. is more accepting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think it has to do with the algorithm on the For You page mm. that will show you... Yes on TikTok, more curated things that are similar to your interests, yep. as opposed to on Instagram. Um, you know, I think from what I understand, Instagram is more based off of your caption than your like video title. Um, and oh. hashtags aren't as important anymore. That's what I understand. Okay. Um, oh, I could okay. be wrong. I could be wrong. You're probably right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and- but um, oh, go ahead, please. No, I did have a question on... What's your take on, just out of curiosity, in the movement with body positivity, seeing that in celebrities, for example, are you seeing that being a positive thing? Um, Because it's really beautiful to see, you know, that not every, let's say, singer has to be stick thin, you know, and that everyone's so beautiful and they're, it's more, you know, I think that they're showing more of their, their, their messages on body positivity. How do you feel about that? I think it can be really powerful. Um, you know, I think about like Cam- Camila Cabello or Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. um, Lizzo, like these uh, outspoken celebrities mm-hmm. yep, who yep. are more um, vocal about body positivity than others. But I also think that celebrities that, um, you know, I'm thinking of specifically Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. who was, you know, idolized as this like ideal body. Um, and would, and that, that she was curvier made women generally feel like, oh, I can be curvier. But then she had this drastic recent (laughs) weight loss, um, which I don't know. I'm not her doctor. I don't know how it happened or if it was in a healthy way or anything, but, um, just the whole 180 of, okay, well now people are like, well, because Kim Kardashian is the idol and the icon. Now I have to go lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Like see, it's so unhealthy because then, yeah, they're they're following her on social, maybe watching her show, the whole family, and then they're saying, "This is what I need to be. I need to look like this and right. be like that." And it's not you have you have to love who you are. And I know we talked about that this in the beginning, but it can be very hard to do so. But it it takes time for many, and it is a journey. But just really loving and what you said, knowing your worth. Um, mm-hmm and you are worthy is so important. Um, and I did want to touch on two things. One that we went, um, we talked about your platforms on Instagram and TikTok, um, which we absolutely love. Can't say it enough. When Adrian and I discovered you, it was just like, Oh my God, your message. Um, do you, do you tell us about your positive feedback that you've gotten from your fans? Cause we were saying how social can be a negative thing, but I'm sure you see so many people, maybe are your followers sharing their stories and their journeys and saying what a great role model and mentor you're, you are to follow. You know, it's, as I was saying earlier, like, I don't want to focus on the hate 
as yeah, I was, of course. and yep. I, and for every hate comment that I get, I get about two, three multiple positive comments. Mm, um, that's so great. So I didn't mean, I didn't mean to put a negative uh, no, connotation no, no, on no, it. No, 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 but it's always, it, I'm sure it's, it's you, life. It's life. It is. It's and you life. see the, the, you see the negative ones, but I know when Adrian and I, for example, like receive an email or a message from whether it's a mom or a redhead or who, whoever it may be saying, thank you for creating how to be a redhead. It just, you know, we kind of send it to each other. Like she'll send me a screenshot mm-hmm. of it if I haven't seen it first. And I will say, Adrian, I know that we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. if I'm having a really bad day or whatever, or maybe it's a great day I'm having, but it really, those messages and those emails make, that's why we do what we do and it makes my whole day. So I'm sure those few comments that you're getting, it's like, wow, okay, this is why I created this platform. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I mean, I was just actually, before I hopped on was looking at, um, at DMS that I've gotten on Instagram and, you know, for every like five, I'll have maybe one that's negative, but, um, I just had one today where this girl was telling me that she's been, you know, dealing with an eating disorder for years and she's in recovery, but something that prompted her to want to get recovery is following people like me and a lot of my mutuals and a lot of like social media, Mm. body positivity people who have not convinced her, but, um, you know, nudged her towards recovery because, um, and now she can look at her body and not hate how the way that she looks, or she can look at her body and know that even if she doesn't feel super, confident all the time in it that it's okay because everybody has those days in the words of Hannah Montana and also (laughs) um and also yeah and also just that you're you have to separate your worth from your outward appearance and also the second step is recognizing that society puts really unattainable standards for us Mm -hmm. and that something you may perceive to be a flaw in society standards can be beautiful and can Mm. be um you know, like that's the whole point with the health at every size is you don't, there's not one size that is like peak health. If you look at the BMI, I don't know if you've heard about that, but mm. the BMI is Eurocentric garbage. Yes. it. Um, I just heard that recently, actually, that it really isn't accurate and it shouldn't, it's, not. it's it really shouldn't even really exist is the person I was talking to about that. Um, and I think so many people go off of that, which I think can then be unhealthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, that's a lot of the comments I get are like, Oh, your BMI must be like this (gasps) and, or like, Oh, you must weigh this many pounds and you're like this. And it's just not, um, it's just not accurate. And even if it was, that's nobody's business, but my own, my whole point in body positivity and what I really champion, or I try to champion through my social media is that, Body positivity is not, in my understanding, simply uh, a free pass to be unhealthy. Because mm. a lot of people, especially men, hear body positivity and they think, oh, that's a like, that's just everyone saying, oh, I can do whatever I want and not have to work out and be lazy. Um, but I mean, for in my philosophy regarding body positivity, which there are different takes, um, but the one that I think is the most correct is, mm. <laughs> is that, um, you know, it's a, it's a acceptance of how you are and it's an acceptance that your body may not fit into societal standards, but it's a movement towards self-love 
and holistic health. Mm. And so just because I am not considered thin does not mean that I live an unhealthy lifestyle. Like right. I work out, I eat healthily, I sleep a lot because I have to, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I have to sleep a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I go to the gym very often and people will look at you though. And because we've been so conditioned by society to judge each other based on our bodies, um, people will just be like, you need to go to the gym. And I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> That's terrible. Like, That's terrible yeah. that people are pointing fingers. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I think about the scene, Grace, and I don't know if you remember it, but from the movie Eat, Pray, Love. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Okay. Well, this is, I, I think, one of my favorite scenes. And I actually think about it sometimes if I feel like, should I have that extra slice of pizza? Should I have that more pasta? Because I love carbs. You know, Stephanie and I grew up in an Italian family. We, we love carbs. And sometimes, you know, I, it hits us too. Like, should we? Like, you, you, you have those thoughts, right? That I think are sometimes like unhealthy. But anyway, there's a scene where she's in New York City. She's like, always going to the gym. She's like never eating, right? She's like high strung, working too much and, and ends up in Italy after a breakup. And she falls in love with pizza is her thing. Like, yeah, she mm -hmm. came, but now she's like eating pizza and eating pizza and she can't fit in her pants. And there's a scene where she's trying on new jeans and she can't get it over her stomach and mm -hmm. in her size. And her friend comes up to her and gives her another size and is like, if you strip down in front of a man right now, is he going to say no to you? Exactly. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, no. And she's like, so just eat the pizza and get the bigger jeans and live your life. And like, she ends up finding so much happiness in Italy and then ends up going to like Indonesia. And like at the end of the movie, she finds love. But I thought it was such a brilliant scene because mm -hmm. it was, I mean, this had to be like a decade ago that this movie came out. But I think about it like maybe like once a month, I'll think about that scene, like when I'm going from like my next piece of pizza and I'm like, whatever, like, you know, I am happy and I, I want to be full and, I, yes. I'm enjoy and I'm enjoying it. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe watch it sometimes because I, I love that scene. It just makes me feel so good about myself. Oh, I'm definitely inspired to watch it all. That's on my next, that's my next one. Oh, I'll good. Definitely watch good. It. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and that also ties into something that I wanted to mention, which I am in no way sponsored or, um, you know, promoted by this book, but one specific book that I read really changed my, um, my trajectory on my eating disorder recovery. Mm. And it's called intuitive eating. Okay. Um, by Tribble, and I don't remember the other, the other author, but they're two nutritionists who follow the health at every size, um, kind of movement. And, um, it's incredible because it not only helps you develop a healthier relationship with food, but also with your body. And so it's a lot mm. of the holistic health of like, well, you want to feel your, your fullness. So you don't want to like, you know, restrict yourself from eating, but you also need to listen to your body. Like, is it, what is it telling you? Um, mm. And also just being wise about the choices that you make. So that would be, and going back to your original question, Stephanie, that is my biggest piece of advice is um, how to become more confident and have a healthier relationship with food and all that is I suggest, um, I mean, like my first step was following body positive influencers on social mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. um, That's so important. So yep. like, 
like your community is so important to how you're going to view the world and yourself. And so following people on social media that resonate or are where you want to be. Um, reading books or watching things that are only going to uplift you, um, but also educate you. And um, I mean, for me, I was in therapy because I was at the like pit of my eating disorder. And so I started going to counseling and that really shifted my perspective a lot. Um, Mm. So those are the things that I would recommend personally. Yeah. And then how about... Pregnancy. I know that you mentioned that you have a little one. How old is he or she? She is almost a year old. She'll be a year old June 8th. So oh, very wow. soon. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. Well, happy early birthday to her. Yes. How was pregnancy <laughs> for you? Um, and how did it affect your body positivity journey if it did? And do you have anything you want to say specifically to maybe new moms listening, maybe someone who is pregnant, um, you know, looking to be pregnant? What would you say to them? Um, I think that that's a great question. Um, my body positivity journey I'm very fortunate and very lucky that when I found out I was pregnant, um, I was already pretty far along in my body positivity and like recovery journey. Um, Because my whole life I've been told and like, it's so emphasized like, oh, you're going to gain weight when you're pregnant, but you got to get it off as soon as possible after you have the Mm. baby. I know, I know. And that's society too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And that's, I think just making a note about that, I had my second, um, in March. And yes, I will say people, you know, they make, they may make comments after you have your child. And then it's also going back to social media. You may follow a celebrity, for example, and they just had a baby. And then you see them like a month later in, and I don't know, just like looking back to themselves. And then you think, oh my gosh, that was four weeks ago. I have to look like that. And that's just an example. But yes, I think so many people in society make you think, oh, I have to lose this weight when after you have a baby, there's so much that goes into it, you know, and postpartum is something that I think, again, is being talked about more. And I think that's so important because I think that is a factor in postpartum, you know, postpartum depression is what I was saying. So yes, I think Yes. So sorry. Continue. I just wanted to make that point about no, pregnancy. No, no, no. That, um, I, I, like I said, like I was very fortunate that I had recovered as much as I did because mm. when you go through life events like trauma, which I've gone through trauma and gained weight, um, or you go through events like pregnancy or a divorce or a marriage or like these big events in life, um, will affect us not only like mentally and emotionally and spiritually, but also physically they can affect Mm, us. mm. Um, And uh, pregnancy is an obvious one because your body is literally like carrying a child. And so, you know, there's the dreaded pregnancy stretch marks, which that's another point is there are certain facets of body positivity that people are more willing to accept and others that people are less willing to accept. Okay. Um, And so Um, like stretch marks during pregnancy, a lot of people see those belly stretch marks and um, just like demonize them instantly. And I know so many 
products are sold, like how to reduce your stretch marks or like how to look this certain way that's pre-prescribed as being acceptable. Um, and so for me, I got my first, you know, belly stretch marks when I was pregnant. I gained a significant amount of weight. Um, and I just was very lucky that I was already as healed as I was when that happened, because I can imagine mm. for mm-hmm. normal, like, um, maybe less <laughs> body positive, less, um, educated, like in the terms of the body positivity movement. Yeah. And right. This kind right. of holistic health movement. Right. People that it would be really difficult and it is generally very difficult for moms to accept like their mom bod versus their pre-baby bod. Like that's mm. a whole, there's a, a lot of dialogue around. Yes, um, there is. That. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. And I, I love that. Do you talk about a lot of your, your, did you talk about your pregnancy journey on your platform? I did some, um, I did at the beginning and then I, um, made the decision to not share my daughter, like her, like I don't face. share my daughter on mm. social media. I don't share her face on social media. Um, and so I've been a little bit more private and reserved about that. But as far as my like post baby body, I've shared that a lot. Um, and I think it's important to share it in a way that is inclusive to everyone. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to say something like, oh, I'm a mom and my stretch marks are okay because I had a baby. But how is that going to make people that have stretch marks? Stretch in those marks areas who haven't had a baby. Haven't had, exactly. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Because everyone. At the end of the day, you know, everyone's body is so beautiful, especially, you know, we're talking about pregnancy, but exactly what you said, you just, I think women have to, you know, and it's hard to think this, but it doesn't matter. I don't know, coming from someone who had two kids, it's, you just created these beautiful, yeah, beautiful baby and your body mm-hmm. just went through this amazing, you know, for however long your pregnancy journey is. And then... Mm-hmm. It's something where you just, I, I don't know, maybe it's a, something that I thought about, but I, I was in no rush to lose my weight because I was just so in awe by what just happened. You know, mm. like, oh my gosh, I just went through this pregnancy journey and then here she is. And then, you know, they, the baby's looking at you and it's just a mm. miraculous thing. So I think women just have to realize that what they did, what, having a baby is so amazing and so beautiful. And it's something where we're just warriors at the end of the day for having babies. And that's why men can't have babies. So it's something I think every woman just has to pat themselves on the back and just give them themselves a round of applause to just say, wow, this, I just did this. And to know that you just have to you know, if you're looking to lose the weight, you know, or go back to your body beforehand, things, it will take time if, you know, but just love Mm -hmm. who you are in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also another point I did want to bring up was, um, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to Mm. not only like other women, but other moms, like mom guilt is definitely a thing. Yes. Such a thing. That guilt too is with it can be with yourself, whether you're seeing another mom who just, you know, maybe your baby, you had a baby six months before her and then she's already lost that weight. But then it's also, yes, the mom guilt of, 
or comparing even your child. And I think that's something that's a whole nother topic of that's like, a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like my like Adrian and I, we didn't Adrian and I didn't start walking until we were like, I think between 16 and 18 months. <laughs> but okay. what what I've learned is like, it's not like in our adulthood, we're going around saying, when did you start walking? You know? Right. <laughs> like no but one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Can, exactly. But I remember, I remember being at the playground one time with my son and he wasn't walking yet. And this mom was like, my daughter started walking at nine months. And I was like, oh, well, my quiet. son's, I know, well, <laughs> my son's 13 months and isn't, you know, but every, again, everyone's so different and so beautiful and everyone, we all end up walking so it's it's completely fine but yes that mom guilt is there and i think again that's a whole nother topic of i hope that one day it it will stop i think social media makes it worse i was telling i think on another episode uh we were talking about this but i stopped following all like mom bloggers or like any moms or family accounts where they just make every picture so perfect because right. it it just, I, I just unfollowed them. I thought that it was so unhealthy. So now I honestly just follow a few that one's a comedian and she'll give it to you straight. Like she, her mm. videos are so funny and like her hair will be in a frazzled bun. And she's like, this is how I look. And my kid's screaming in the background. And I just changed like four poops back to back. You know, she's so real. And I think yes. that's important. That word real, like maybe following accounts that are real that make you feel good when you're scrolling on their page and not constant comparing and constantly feeling like I need to buy this because they're promoting this and I need to look like this. Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, authenticity is so important yes, in such social a good media word. Yes. because it's so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I'm not going to say like, I'm the champion of authenticity, but early on, I think a lot of people resonated with my content because I was being more real and more authentic and less um, curated. And Mm -hmm. some of my content is more curated than other content. Like some days I have days where I'm like, I want to post like a really pretty video. And then other days I get a little impulsive and I just like, this is the message I want to share right now. So I'm just going to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how real you are. I think everyone, yeah, they're they're going in front of their ring light with all their makeup. You know, it just sits in their filters and it makes you look like you're supposed to like have this perfect skin. I don't know. I was following this influencer recently and they, her followers were calling her out because she was actually using a filter in one of her videos, but she claimed that her skin was so perfect, you know, and it makes Mm. you think like, wow, I need to buy all these products to have perfect skin like her when in actuality it was a filter. So it just makes you think like what is real, but like following your accounts, you, you know, like you're real. So you're, you're relatable. You know, you people can really feel good. Like I said, like following your page, which I think is so important. So listeners, like it's so important to follow accounts that make you feel good. I think that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. That message yeah. is and I so love, important. I love Grace, how you, um, how you actually show your body. Like I love your yes. videos where you're just like showing and I think and I and, and maybe this has dawned on you but sometimes with how to be a redhead Stephanie and I just are so focused on the day-to-day tasks that we have that you don't you don't really realize how many people you're touching and I think that is a positive right. of social media right so I'm sure like does it ever dawn on you like when you post these videos which are amazing and you just like showing your body I mean how many people do you think are are watching it like 
oh my God, that's me. And like, I'm not alone. I think that that's, that's the problem yeah. in people's brains is that you yes. feel alone. Like even being a redhead, right? Like, oh my God, like I was bullied. Well, like now, because we have this great community of people, like there's so many people who are like, well, I was bullied too. Or, exactly. you know, I had a hard time accepting my fair skin because I sunburn all the time or like, yes. you know what I mean? Even like I have curly hair too. And like, it was really hard for me, Stephanie too. So does it dawn on you like, oh my gosh, people are influenced in a positive way because of my videos? It, I, I did post something recently where I was like, oh, when you realize that like over a million people have yeah. seen you in a bikini, you know, like that's something that's insane about the internet is things can either flop really easily <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or they can just like skyrocket. Um, like I posted, I've been in my flop era for a while. I feel like in the sense that I haven't had a lot of engagement. Um, but just recently, like yesterday I posted something and then five hours later it had like 200,000 views. Oh my gosh. It's always the video that you never expect or you put no work into. Yes. Right. Right. Sometimes it's just the most simple video coming from just experience with our, yeah. our own TikTok and Instagram yeah. pages. And it's the ones that really surprise you that are that do really well. And um, yeah, that's just social social media at its best, I guess, and what what gets good engagement. Um, and we wanted to talk about makeup, of course. Um, right. And talk about makeup because so many people put pressure on themselves, much like their body, you know, to wear makeup. Um, and I think that's, again, another topic of conversation with makeup. But we know that you were part of our Finally Hat Brows Ultra Fine Pencil campaign last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to ask you, what is your makeup routine like? Do you prefer natural? Like what makes you feel your best? Um, I think it will depend on the day. I have Mm. some days where, and I think part of it has to do with being a busy mom. Um, you know, I'll just, for me, my only thing that I like really want most of the time is mascara. Um, because I have no eyelashes without it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just a redheaded struggle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause what color eyes we can see you, of course, our our listeners cannot, um, what color eyes do you have? I have like pretty light blue eyes. Yeah, yeah I think so, they look really pretty. Yeah, they're so yeah. pretty. And right now, thank are you, you wearing a li- eyeliner? Yes, I am wearing eyeliner. It um, looks really good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I like makeup and hair. I do my best, but it is it is what it is. Like I'm not a professional and I have friends that are makeup artists that are like pretty prominent and I'm always like, oh, it must be nice to have makeup skills. But all I like to say... <laughs> yeah. All that to say, um, I, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm feeling like I don't want to wear any makeup today. And even if my skin has acne or if I don't have acne, you know, I don't feel the need to cover up or add anything. But I also think makeup can be a very good enhancer of your features and of Mm -hmm. your beauty. Um, and not to say that like all beauty is makeup, but, um, I think that's the, the feature of even clothing, makeup. You want to accentuate things about yourself in a mm-hmm. way that makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's funny that you brought up the the browse campaign because I still to this day, and I'm not even saying this because we're on this podcast. I would have told you this up straight up, but I still to this day use those products that you sent me. Oh, we're oh, gonna have to send so you. We'll great. send you. We'll send you more for yeah, sure. Please we do. Will. We because will because I I use them pretty much like any time that I'm gonna do my eyebrows. That's what I use. Oh, I'm not I'm even not. Your brows are great. They do. Well, I used them today. I used it today. Um, And so, yeah, I I, I did go through a phase where I was like dyeing my eyebrows like dark brown. Oh, I went through that. Last year. I went through that. Adrian went through that in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a late bloomer. It it happened for me when I was like 22. But, um, you know, I went through that phase and that was a fun phase. But now I'm kind of more in the natural brow kind of looking era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think like makeup to me is kind of like shaving. Um, wherein you can do it if it makes you feel good about yourself. But, but if, if you, you don't... don't do it, nobody's nobody's going to say anything. It doesn't add or change your value, your worth, your beauty. It's just an option if you yeah, want it. Right. If it makes you feel good at the end of the day, you know, if it makes mm-hmm. you feel good to wear a red lip every day exactly. or not penciling in your brows, penciling in your brows, shaving, you know, uh, yeah, it's exactly that. At the end of the day, if it makes you feel good, do it. Like our mom wears purple ma- uh, lipstick. Adrian, is it purple? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and she listens to our podcast every week. So we're giving her like a little shout out too. (laughs) But she wears purple lipstick every day. And it could be she's going out for a 10 minute errand or going to a special occasion. But at the end of the day, that makes her feel great. And you you have to just embrace and love whether you wear mascara or not. Um, Just... Yeah, and it's it's great too to accentuate your features, you know, and know mm-hmm. like what works for you. Right, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking too about any of the bad comments that you've got, Grace. I was thinking about like, you know, people who are negative or mean. I don't know if this helps you, but whenever I see a mean comment, for me, I'm like, oh, they must be going through something. Like for someone to mm-hmm. project a negative thought on you just shows a lot about themselves. And it really has nothing to do with you at the end of the day. Like, oh, yeah, it has to do with them and they need to work on themselves. And I think it's a really important thing to take away from social media, like not to because of course, I know a lot of people like even myself are like, oh, I'm thick skinned. But sometimes people can say really hurtful things. So I think it's important. Like I was just thinking about that point that you made. And also, life is extremely short. And I think mm-hmm. that if you're not going to love your body now, when are you going to love it? Like, are you going to love it exactly. when it's 50, when you're 60? Like when it's just, you know, because it's going to constantly change. So you mm-hmm. have to just start loving yourself because... I know that that that's such like a corny phrase, like love yourself. But I, I think it's a really important phrase as well, because if you don't love yourself, when will you, you know, and you're wasting yes. all of this precious time. Like I, I blow myself away like all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, we're walking on this planet. Like we're on planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like we're here. And like the time is now to start embracing who you are, because I'm telling you, Absolutely. like, uh, we have spent a lot of time with older people and I love to spend time with older people. And I think I've always been able to bond with them 
more than people even my own age. Like my husband and I have a, a pair of friends and they're in their 80s. And I know that sounds crazy, but they talk about body positivity. Like they do not care what their bodies look like. Like they, I love that. They are loving themselves and they're like, listen, I have limited time left on this earth. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go do the things that I love. And I take from that. Like I'm in my 30s and I'm like, I need I need to be like that all the time because it's just a waste of time to spend all this time comparing yourselves like, you know, and you don't even remember like five years ago. Do you remember what you were doing at this? Like you don't remember. So no. you might as well just be like, oh, I remember actually like you you have a quick memory. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, my 20s. What was I doing? Oh, I have quick memories, quick memories. And so right. those are daily practices. And so I think for anyone who's listening, they need to follow your account because as I'm listening to you, Grace, I'm like life is extremely short. And following mm-hmm. someone like you will only make their lives better because you're you're just spreading positivity. Well, thank you. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh. I I'm like too flattered by first of all, <laughs> y'all inviting me on this podcast. And second of all, like I just love discussing these things um, because I don't feel like I get to discuss them in real time very often. I feel like a lot of times I'm just posting and posting and posting and posting. And I don't get to actually have these important conversations and explain and delve into these topics. Um, And going off of what you were saying, Adrian, um, that really reminded me of um, this. I don't know if it's a concept, but um, it's this idea that, um, you know, you will be happy once you get this body. Mm, You'll be happy mm, once you like for me, a lot of my life, I've been like, I'll be happy once I'm in a relationship or I'll be happy once I get this. And I had a therapist once tell me like, well, even when you might get what you want, uh, first of all, at what cost do you get it? And second of all, um, if you're if you're suffering now and you hate yourself now, you're not going to love yourself anymore when you're this weight that you want. Yeah. Because the issue isn't the external. The issue is the internal, the internal. battle. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. No, no, it's so true. The time is now. And I think finding a therapist and finding someone that you can talk with if you're having these thoughts can only yes. help you because Definitely. The, brain, the brain is like insane. Like I'm like constantly thinking a million thoughts, Steph. I know you're the same, right? Like a million thoughts and it could be personal, Always. it could be business, it could be family, it could blah, 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 blah. And then to just have like all of that negativity is just wasted, but going through therapy and helping with negative thoughts will help you because I believe that any of the positive thoughts, any of the positive comments that you get will, mm-hmm. are much more powerful than the negative. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I don't even, I barely even, I don't even pay attention to the negative. Good. People will want to like type out paragraphs for me about how I'm like promoting obesity or how I'm doing this or how I'm doing that. And um, I'm just like, I won't even respond. I won't even read it. It doesn't matter to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's just extra engagement on, yeah. my, on it's my like, post. Th- thank you for posting and viewing my reel or my TikTok video. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, like I'm so tempted and there's too many hate comments on some of my videos for me to do this, but I'll, I'm so tempted to go through and be like, thanks for your engagement or something like that yeah. on like something where they're like trying to devastate me verbally. 
Yeah, um, because Lizzo, I do Lizzo not does care. that. <laughs> Lizzo yeah, will do that, does, and then yeah. she'll like respond with like dancing with her bikini on, and I love it. Yes, <laughs> I yes. know, I know. Or uh, hit them with like a really funny emoji, or you know, just yes. something to make them think, oh, like crap, should I have posted that? Or it's kind of like when we talk about bullies, and we um, have been we Adrian and I talk about this a lot in the redhead community and our, our platform, but we're just like if someone comments and negatively about your red hair, for example, just own it. Say, I love my red hair. Cause then what's the bully going to do? I mean, the bully's probably just going to walk away if it's happening at school as an example. So exactly. we're constantly saying to just share, you know, stay, stand up for that bully, stand up for that person that just left that hateful comment. Because at the end of the day, I mean, they're, you're, they're little and you're, you're just amazing. And Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, going back to like positive comments, I've gotten Mm -hmm. so many even recently about like, wow, I look this way and it makes me feel less alone to see you embracing it or like, Mm. wow, maybe I might be beautiful too, because you post these things and I think you're beautiful and I know we look the same. Well, Grace, I think we're going to have to have you back on because we've really, really enjoyed talking with you. And um, I just, like I said, people need need to follow you. So we yeah. are so <laughs> need more thrilled. of your accounts. Yeah. yeah. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank You're you so, so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your day. And I'm just so honored to be on here. And I would love to come back on. Just tell me when. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Well, she was simply amazing. I don't know how else to describe. I can use so many words to describe her, but I just think that she was just so wonderful. I know. I said this at the end when we stopped recording, but I'm such like an older big sister Mm -hmm. and I'm so protective of everyone in my life. And when she was talking about people on her comments, I was like, I need to like talk to them. I need to DM them right now and tell them to leave her alone. You know, it's insane that people have the nerve to just write whatever they want. And I am such a big proponent that if you are writing negative stuff on social media about other people and not keeping it to yourself, then that just expresses so much about you. And it expresses that you yourself are not a positive person. Because the only time I ever comment is to bring people up. And I have a very special friend. And she told me that there are some people in life who want to bring you up. They Mm -hmm. just are always building you up. Then there's some people who, you know, they're, they're mediocre. They're just there. You know, they're just a good friend you can call. And then there's some people who bring you down. And just a couple of weeks ago too, you know, it was kind of my first time we had to ban a few people on Instagram that we felt were yeah, doing, you know, that. hateful <laughs> comments on Instagram. It's just, it's unacceptable. Yeah, we don't put up with that. Yeah. No, it's unacceptable to spread hate and, you know, and if it, I I just love Grace's message, I think that we need more people like her in the world. Mm-hmm. And I am all about the body positivity movement. I know Stephanie and I both are. I mean, at the end of the day, just like we said, if you can leave this earth saying that you loved yourself, 
then what else? Like that's the most like that yeah. is that is true richness. You know, people talk right. about getting wealthy. Like that is true wealth is being comfortable in your own skin and living every day to the fullest is that's a full life, you know, no matter how much money you have, no matter what you have that is materialistic, none of those things really matter at the end of the day. It's the loving yourself. It's the richness that you give yourself Mm -hmm. because Steph, I've even told you this, like I've, I've, I've seen things where people are even talking about at the, if you look at the span of your life, right, Steph, like right now you and Brian are in the mix of like raising little kids, right? Mm-hmm. But there's going to like come a time when they're not there and you yeah. guys are back to being by yourselves. And like there's a lot of time you're spent by yourself in your life. If you think about it, there's no, a lot of really, time. If you really do, especially raising kids, it seems like it, the years are so long. The days are so long. <laughs> but if you really think about it, 18 years is when you you know you raise a kid. And then you send them off, but then they lived for years and years and years after right. that. So it right. really is such like a calling that, you once a week. <laughs> yeah. That's why they say like the newborn stage, it seems like the days are so long, but it's really only two or three months is considered the newborn stage of their whole life. Mm-hmm. If you really think about mm-hmm. that. I think it's only like maybe less than 1%. Yeah. So. I've had to train my mind like that because sometimes I'm like the days and the nights are so long, but it's only for such a short amount of time. But, but yes, it's like you, you raise kids and then, yeah, you are by, you know, like an empty nester after if you have children, but it is so important to love, love yourself, love, love yourself inside and out, love the people that you're with, your friends, your companion, your spouse, whoever it may be, because it really is so important to make sure that you're filling your bucket every single day and not with people who drag you down, not following accounts that drag you down. Um, So it's a good indication on like, maybe stop unfollowing certain people, maybe, you know, just reflect. And I think, um, and you're in control. You're in control of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're in control of your Instagram. You're in control of your TikTok. If you don't like someone, block them. And I, and I have the same, I, I know I'm harsher than you stuff, but like, if I don't (laughs) like someone in life, like I don't talk to them anymore because if you're not bringing me up, life is too short for me to spend like one minute with you. No, (laughs) it's so true. I'm not spending one minute of my precious time looking at your TikTok page if you're spreading hate or you're mean or whatever, you know? And, um, as Stephanie and I have grown too, like we've had horrible, hurtful things that people have not written about us, but maybe people that we've posted on Instagram or like are inst- there, they don't like the influencers we chose because they're of a certain, you know, demographic. And Stephanie and I are just, that's not how we run how to be a redhead. We are inclusive. We believe in body positivity. We believe in everyone's beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Everyone can wear makeup. Everyone can, yeah. you know, do certain things. And um, it's 2023. We are with the times. And I think, you know, following someone like Grace is really important. Um, so we have three big questions I wanted to get to stuff. Um, so it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media. And we thought it would be really fun to bring these to the podcast. So we're going to answer three questions today. And if you want your questions answered, email h2barpodcast at gmail. You can DM us on TikTok or Instagram. So let's get into it. Um, 
this is from Gina. She's a howtobearedhead.com comment. Oh, so she wrote a comment at the end of an article. She said, this has been on my mind a lot lately. I've been working really hard at loving myself and my body. I was once afraid to have. And personally, I think it's a great movement. I see it as a way to love your body in every stage it's in. And it's also helped me love my red hair. What do you think? I think that's great. Me too. I think that that's <laughs> so wonderful. And I love receiving. I mean, that was a really great kind of comment slash question. Um, I think that, you know, loving yourself, it's like what kind of what Grace said earlier. Um, yeah. Some people, you know, it just comes naturally. Some people, it takes years and years. Some people are still figuring out after being whatever age, you know, everyone's journey with self-acceptance is so different, but knowing your worth and knowing that it is okay to have your, if you do struggle with loving yourself and one day it's, you know, you feel great the next day you don't, it's okay to kind of go through those ups and downs. Cause that's really just the journey on accepting yourself. And then yeah. hopefully one day really realizing like, wow, like I am beautiful, but knowing that it is okay because everyone does deal with inner and outer acceptance so differently. Yeah, yeah um, you're not alone. No, everyone. Yeah, and everyone is so different. So I'm so happy that we received that kind of comment question because it is really important, especially with what we talked about with Grace. So hopefully, if you're listening to, you can take from what she said. Um, the next question is from Sarah. She said, I'm a curvy redhead. I want all women to love their bodies. We should dare to be different. How do I stop comments on social media from bothering me? Mm, I get hate comments all the time calling me fat, ugly, redhead, etc. I know. Such a great question with what we talked about with Grace too. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to laugh at those people who left you those comments who actually spent their time writing whatever they horrible things um they shouldn't even be allowed on the platform i really think especially especially nowadays you know there's there's what is you know i think everyone defines beauty so differently and that's what's so beautiful about the yeah. word beauty is like i agree what is beautiful and um you know, there's not a one box fit all answer for that. There's beauty everywhere. And if you're receiving hate comments, just know like it's what Grace said, like, thank you for liking my page and giving me a view on right. my IG reel and making me <laughs> right. ad, ad, making my video with the algorithm so popular. <laughs> right. And I don't know if you if I ever told you this story, Stephanie, but for anyone who's listening, you know, when you're when you're watching your parents who are like a totally different generation on their iPhones, I think it's so funny to watch the way that they like hold the phone, the way that they like swipe, right? Yeah. And I was watching mom, she was on my couch and I oh was gosh. watching her on her phone and like she was holding it like you know, she grips everything so tight. Yeah. She's like gripping her phone and like she has a million emails on her AOL account that are on her phone, right? <laughs> and I keep trying to like delete them and help her and like they keep coming back. And so she's on it and I'm I'm above her looking and because she's talking about how many emails she has. And I'm looking above her. I'm like, well, mommy, you know, I'm trying to like help her. And she sees this email and it was just like something, it was something rude, like a spam email. But you know, like she kind of took it seriously. Yeah. And she saw it. It was like kind of an it was like it was like a weird email or something with spam and she deletes it. Like she swipes left to delete it on her email app. And she goes, Oh, negative. And she deleted it. 
And I thought that that was like the perfect way to describe how you need to approach people who give you hate comments, like just swipe left negative. Well, She's someone that's really great um, with I'm not surprised that she would say that because (laughs) I know she's constantly like, I think that's so funny, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because if you know our mom, like she's just she's an awesome person and she is like hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But I think nowadays, you know. And honestly, going back to hate comments, there's a video that we posted recently and I'm looking right now, Adrian, and people are, one person commented, it's a video. Um, and someone says, it's a lot of, a lot of hate. And I hope how to be a redhead will restrict these people and report their comments. And I, you know, yeah, we are. And we take those very seriously on across all platforms because our accounts are supposed to lift people up, not bring people down. And I find Honestly, it funny too that some of those men are writing saying hateful things like why if you don't like to watch people put makeup on then don't be on how to be a redhead's page. <laughs> yeah, and even honestly it's really unfortunate that some followers are saying bye-bye, you know, but at yeah. the end I think that I would be really our personalities are very different if you're listening. This is Stephanie and I would be really like, oh my God, we just lost a customer now. I knew, I know, I know, I know. That's how you used to be though. Yeah, I used to be like that. Now, especially in this day and age, like anyone can wear peace makeup. Out. Yeah, peace out. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. If you're not going to be spreading positivity, the way I look at it too, it's like we're not losing anything because what was that person going to do? They were probably going to get the products and write and be mean to us no matter if they tried the products or not. Yeah. Like some people are just out there to be mean. And so, yeah. you know, if you don't want to be on this positivity train with us, then like, okay, that's I what we're about. Say, I hate to say <laughs> this is one of the funniest comments. We can end it right here. It goes... This person is a follower of ours. It's so funny. A lot of these angry people announcing their departure like it's an effing airport. (laughs) How funny is that? That's so funny. People are so creative. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last question for this podcast. Uh, This is Tina on IG. She said, I have found that a lot of skin toners and cleansers can be harsh on my freckles and I feel like they make them fade. Any recommendations? Mm. This is a beauty, but this is, you know, for people who have identity with freckles, this could be a body positivity question too, because people identify with having freckles and yeah, you know, I I would say don't choose a product that has alcohol in it or heavy like stringents that, or heavy chemicals. You'll be surprised with toners and cleansers, how many bad things there are. I would really search for something clean. And I think that you will see a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my thing. And, you know, we always have skincare products in the H2 mm-hmm. bar box. Um, right now, people are just receiving their summer deluxe H2 bar boxes. Um, you know, this is airing on June 23rd. So people are just receiving their summer deluxe H2 bar boxes. People are just receiving their finely glossy. Um, and if you are a box subscriber, you will get a lot of skincare. We love skincare. We're passionate about it. So if you're looking for a great toner, great cleanser, I always suggest to subscribe to our H2 Bar Box page and um, check out all of our stuff on Instagram and then subscribe because I think that you will really love it. It's a seasonal beauty box for redheads. And we hope everyone's enjoying Finally Glossy. We will talk more about it next week. And we are just so thrilled 
to bring you the super, super positive body positivity podcast. So want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.